When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What they are attempting to do is criminalize what they consider to be disinformation. And I have to tell you, this indictment is a really sad moment for me. I had had hoped that if Smith was going to indict on January 6th, that he would find unassailable evidence and unquestioned legal authority. He has neither in this indictment. But what he does have is the criminalization of political speech. So if you didn't follow it yesterday, when old Jack Smith, the guy bringing this indictment forward, came out, he gave a press conference railing against Trump and the January 6th riot and made it sound like he was indicting Trump on incitement of the riot, but then he didn't. Which, as Jonathan Turley said, the disconnect was glaring and concerning and indicted him all all kinds of stuff that a lot of legal people, including people on the left, think, well, that's you're running into some real free speech problems here. You get to say the election was stolen. You get to believe that if lawyers are telling you that. It's an odd indictment. And, and and ultimately will not be successful on any level, I don't think. As Turley also put it so brilliantly, when you take a red pencil to anything that's protected by the First Amendment, this indictment is reduced to a haiku. <laughs> One of my favorite pundits saying, nobody knows for sure what the hell is motivating Jack Smith's decision. The New York Times said that Smith, since he began his role as special counsel, has taken these actions with remarkable speed, aggressiveness, and apparent indifference to collateral political consequences. Well, maybe maybe you think the indifference to collateral, collateral political consequences is good. I think you're living in a fantasy world if you ignore the politics of it completely. But why are you going so fast and aggressive? Is it to try to get this done before the election? Well, that... That sounds to me like you do have some political consequences in mind. 
Well, right. And there are collateral political consequences that come from you doing your job so rigorously and honorably that uh, that you're going to, you know, ruffle some feathers. And there are also political consequences that come from you being so haphazard and partisan that it makes people think the system is rigged. Though those first consequences, I'd go ahead and cause that second set. Not so much. Yeah, it wasn't until we got, you know, we're all getting our mini law licenses. Trump getting indicted all the time. <laughs> I wonder if there's some sort of associate's degree law license we can all get. At the end <laughs> you of, could probably pass the at, test. Yeah. At the end of following all these indictments and reading about them. But I didn't know until all this stuff started how slow it is common uh, to have these things go. And um, things get put off all the time. Like you've got. Other legal complications, so this one over here gets put off until after that. That's why, you you know, this happens all the time where you hear about some legal case and you think, wow, they just wrapped that up. I remember years ago talking about that. It's super, super slow sometimes because of all kinds of different considerations. Well, then, is it not a reasonable consideration to say there's a, there's a presidential election coming up? If he's guilty of a crime, we'll deal with it after that. But... Having the current candidate for one of the two major parties, who's, by the way, tied for the presidency in the courtroom for a month in the middle of an election, probably isn't a good idea. Even though he's facing all these legal charges and everyone knows it. <laughs> um, that would suggest, hey, you got to let it play out. Uh, so I have a... a, a <laughs> I, I will a, a, never get tired yes. of and everyone knows it. As a and court. everyone knows it. I love it. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, that one. Oh, I'm tired of. no, 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 no. Leighton, was it late in the show or during the uh, One More Thing podcast yesterday? We uh, we agreed that that needed to be outlawed. Just that phrase with that inflection. I know, right? Needs to go away. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, and good people use it. Sure. Oh, yeah. Fine folks use it, but it's now officially tired. <laughs> anyway, I have a, a big kind of overarching philosophical point to make. It's the sort of thing I would write a book about if I was more ambitious, but eh, I got a tea time. <laughs> this is a little lengthy, but I thought it was absolutely terrific from Andrew McCarthy, who is frequently harshly critical of Trump. I don't remember if he says anything about it. Um, in this little screed, but he thought the obstruction of justice documents thing was was a pretty strong indictment and and pretty wrapped up. Um, his 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 thinking is different this time around. Clip fifty, Michael. Settle in, everybody, and enjoy Andrew McCarthy. This is as weak as it was foretold to be. Uh, you see a lot of deceitful conduct, but the problem I think Jack Smith has is that Congress has not enacted statutes that di- that directly criminalize the the behavior that Smith is talking about. So what he has to do is distort statutes in order to try to pigeonhole the behavior into them. So, for example, the Supreme Court was very clear in May in two cases where they threw out convictions against uh, cronies of former Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, uh, that fraud in the United States means to bilk a victim out of money or property, you know, tangible assets. And that to the extent that, uh, you know, Congress has tried to expand that into this idea of, um, uh, you know, fraud that creates uh, deceptive government practices, 
the statutes that are on the books now are vague, and otherwise Congress hasn't criminalized that. So I think what you have is the case comes down to can he prove that Trump believed the things that he, that he was saying, notwithstanding all the evidence to the contrary. But even if he could get over that hurdle, which I think is, is daunting, I do think that you have the problem that he has extravagantly stretched these statutes in order to try to capture this behavior. And that's because this is really a proxy for what should have been a political impeachment process. They're leaving mm -hmm. to the criminal justice system the failure of Congress to carry out a successful impeachment. Right. That uh, that is I agree with that. And would you like to remind everybody why it was an unsuccessful impeachment? Well, they they crafted the impeachment on purpose to to not have him booted out of office. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi made it so onerous and, and twisted that Republicans couldn't possibly vote for it because she wanted that issue for the midterms. Look at the Republican Party. They protected Trump, who brought us January 6th. Always politicians want the issue. They don't want to solve the issue. I'll always believe that if they had brought the impeachment like the next day, which they could have, with a very broad crime or whatever you call it, high crime or misdemeanor of this guy shouldn't be president. I mean, it could be almost that broad. Like the first 48 hours, you'd have gotten overwhelmingly yes and in and booted out of office. Yeah, it could have been three sentences. The I really, I'll always think that, but that's not what yeah. they did. So, as Andy McCarthy says, they're trying to deal with that now, legally speaking, and you can't. So, here's my big philosophical point that I would put into a book if I was more ambitious. And this is uh, this is something I've talked about through the years, and I think we're really seeing it crystallize now. We, the United States, have become a much, much, much more legalistic society oh, no doubt. in the last 50 years. Um, you know, to, to paraphrase some, some great thinkers, we have gone from a society where we encountered the government and its powers and limitations pretty infrequently through the course of our week to now one that is hour by hour. We, we butt up against the government and its rules and regulations and limitations. We are a very, very legalistic society. And as great philosophers have explained, um, if you base your society on long criminal codes and regulations, that supplants morality. Morality no longer plays a role. You have a society that says, if it's legal, it's right, and it's good, and I can go ahead and do it. And if it's illegal, or, or the only things I shouldn't do are the things that are illegal. Correct. That drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So whether it's uh, smoking pot or adultery or dropping F-bombs in a McDonald's or just whatever it is, nobody has any interest in right and wrong anymore. It's just legal and illegal. And so in that society, you see the things Trump did. And, and you and me, my friends, might disagree on this, and that's fine. Let's keep communicating and trying to convince each other. That's what's fun about life. Um, maybe what Trump did was wrong, completely wrong, morally wrong, d dangerous to the republic, etc. But that no longer has any persuasive power to say that. Was it illegal is the only question in modern society now. And so Jack Smith thought, well, this was immoral and wrong what Trump did, but... Uh, let me let me indict him criminally, and I may have to stretch these statutes so far they snap. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll craft an indictment for you. It'll just it won't go anywhere. 
So as I've mentioned many times before, I think whether the trial happened... Well, let me read this from uh, some punditry I really like. What was true before this new indictment is true now. The question of whether there is a criminal trial before the election is the biggest question in American politics at this point and will likely remain so. I agree. That's the biggest thing in politics. Does Do any of these trials happen before the election? Um... This particular pundit thinks the Supreme Court is going to repeatedly stick it to Donald Trump in the coming 15 months and beyond as he tries to drag these things out. I don't have any idea. I'm not enough of a lawyer to understand that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of those like uh, procedural issues, how trials actually work, pre-trial hearings and the rest of it. When can you tell a judge, hey, that's super inconvenient. Can we make it the next week? And when you can't, I don't know that stuff. Uh, we Do we have time? Outstanding email from uh, frequent correspondent JT on this topic. Trump fans, you get annoyed with me being critical of them. You're going to love this. Uh, I've been waiting uh, for this for weeks. Trump is being accused of the generic-sounding conspiracy to defraud the U.S., among other charges. I hope this is what the GOP House has also been waiting for uh, with impeachments, because there are a lot of people who should go ahead of Trump. Start with Comey and the FBI top brass, McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, that guy who forged the edited email, etc., And let's not forget Fauci for his multiple lies on his way to defrauding the U.S. over COVID origins, the definition of gain of function, and the effectiveness of the vaccine to prevent transmission. And of course, who could forget Hillary Clinton, whose lies literally defrauded the country of tens of millions of dollars as Dems tried to act on her bogus dossier? Yeah. How about... How about the fraud from Joe Biden regarding his laptop, uh, well, uh, Hunter's laptop, his involvement with Hunter's scam business graft and Biden's attempt to suppress free speech? You want to talk about taking away people's voting rights? Start there. How about all those intelligence experts who defrauded the public about the validity of Hunter's laptop? That's the worst. How about Adam Schiff? Back to Biden. What about his attempt to defraud the U.S. over unconstitutional student loan forgiveness or Obama's uh, on on dreamers, his executive order on dreamers after he said 23 times he couldn't do that constitutionally, then did it. Oh, Mayorkas for yeah. His, thank you, Hank. Mayorkas for his porous border non-policies. Merrick Garland for his corrupt DOJ. Anthony Blinken for his lies about the Chinese spy balloon. In fact, we can charge every member of Congress who voted for the Inflation Reduction Act. I can't think of a bigger, wider fraud perpetrated against the American people than to disguise the Green New Deal as an inflation-fighting hmm. bill. These are really good examples. Let's get all of those people charged and prosecuted before we bother getting to the Trump charges of fraud. You know, to a certain extent, defrauding the American people is what federal politicians do all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's in their job description. Oh, my God. That is some really good stuff right there. We got well a lot done, more on JT. The way. A lot more on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Great news, everyone, at IHOP. To celebrate 65 amazing years, all-you-can-eat pancakes are back for just $5. So come and celebrate 65 years with us, only at IHOP. Thank you. See, now, why would that get my attention? I'm not at the point financially where the thing stopping me from eating pancakes is <laughs> what it costs. Right. And most of us it- aren't. Isn't that just preying on people with eating disorders? It really is, and it's not a financial thing. It's a, I don't think, it's a weird psychological eating thing. Now, when I was uh, first in radio and so poor, my my buddy Rusty and I, we would go to stuff like that and eat, because of the cost, as much as we could, because it was going to save us money on the next meal, because I was so poor. But that's not where I am now. But I hear that, and I think, oh, I got to go. I got to go. I can't miss that. You're preying on people with eating disorders. <laughs> All right. So that's that story. I'm going to run through a number of stories here. Well, at no point in anybody's life should they eat more than like three pancakes or four. Oh, so. God, no. Mine. I'm not sure I should ever eat one anyway with syrup at this point in my life ever. Uh, I've mentioned I love Bill Maher's uh, YouTube show that he's got where he's down in the basement smoking pot and drinking with a variety of guests. Really good conversations fascinating i don't remember who his guest was on this one but he said this the other day don't pretend that you love migrants so much and then when we send them to you you don't like them you know Mm -hmm. you're full of 
And we can see that. That was him talking about Democratic mayors who have sanctuary cities and claim that they love illegal immigration, all that sort of stuff. But when they started coming to their towns, they complain about it. So good for a liberal calling that out. By the way, the Bill Maher show, since he is smoking pot and drinking and so are his guests, as a sober guy, um, the first like third of the show is great. Middle third, okay, by the end, they're all just laughing about something. I don't even know what they're laughing about. Mm. And it's just highly annoying. It's not that shocking. And are you following the is it a bear or a guy in a bear suit story from China? This has got the Internet going nutso here. The, quote, human bear at the Chinese zoo that stands on its back legs and waves to people. And not only that, <laughs> if, you look at on, the, if, if you look at the pictures, it just looks like a guy in a bear suit. I mean, it doesn't look like a bear. The way the skin hangs off it and everything like that, it looks like a guy in a bear suit. China swears it's a bear. Everybody that's looked at the pictures online says, no, there's no way that's a bear. Don't trust China. You took some dissident and told them they have to wave to onlookers in a bear suit in the zoo. And under threat of penalty or death, they're they're going ahead and going along with the act. You got. I'm a great... Great fan of radio. I make my living in it, but I really need to examine the photographic evidence. <laughs> well, you got to go with Chinese zoo bear. You'll come up with a picture and tell me that doesn't look like a guy in a bear suit waving to people. <laughs> Chinese asshole. So, got to get to the Katie, bottom. Of this you, would you like to contribute to the bear man story? So, someone finally got a video of this thing. It's definitely a bear. Are it's- you? Sh- Yes, it's it's a sun bear, and they technically they have like loose skin, and they do stand up like that frequently. But the photos, oh, it looks that's exactly like a dude looking. in a bear suit. Yeah, the loose skin makes it really look like a bear suit. It looks like pants. <laughs> yes, yes, it looks like pants. <laughs> it looks like yeah, a guy wearing like warm ups, but a bear costume. <laughs> That is so weird. Yes, it is. Uh, We have more legal opinions on the latest Trump indictment and a variety of things coming up. We'll post a link to the weird bear man at (laughs) armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I was on the phone with somebody last night, and they said, hey, Trump got indicted today. And I said, yeah. And, I mean, I was just like, what? We're not talking yeah. about this, are we? <laughs> yeah. But we are talking about it on the radio, because there are interesting legal angles around it. And uh, we got more on that coming up. We can just the, the, the thumbnail sketches that even Ruth Marcus in the Washington Post, David French in the New York Times are saying, there's a lot of problems with this legally in terms of trying to criminalize something that should be free speech. So we can get into that more later. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. A handful of stories just to unspool for you very quickly. Oh, good term, unspool. Thank you. Uh, this is, of course, from Cal Unicornia. Trans activist Dana Rivers, who murdered a lesbian couple and their 19-year-old son, uh, is preying on inmates at a woman's prison in California. Transgender triple murderer, controversially housed in a woman's prison, has been accused of preying on inmates while bragging about receiving special treatment due to California's woke incarceration policies. What sort of madness has gripped the society when someone can commit horrific crimes? The judge in this case said, and I quote, these killings are the most depraved crime I ever handled in the criminal justice system in 33 years. Wow. <clears throat> so you've got this monster who claims to be transgender or what have you, who commits these horrific crimes, but we the people are forced to not only aid this person in their transgender road, but then cater to their wishes. What sort of madness has seized the society? And how and long will it last? And the article goes into the details of uh, how this person, and it's funny, the inmates say he, but uh, the Daily Mail is uh, puts parentheses she in their story. But the inmates who are being harassed by this gentleman call him he. So I'll, I'll go with the inmates. I thought this was so good. Twitter, for all of its poison and, and, and oversimplification and everybody hates everybody, sometimes it gets it exactly right. Here is a tweet about the Sound of Freedom movie. 
that a lot of people are talking about. Everybody wants us to go see. It's about yeah. child trafficking, uh, a sexual sex trafficking around the world. A guy who fights it and tries to save the kids. Every time I bring up Oppenbarbie or Barbieheimer or whatever you're supposed to call it, I saw Oppenheimer. Might go to Barbie this weekend. Anytime I bring that up, they say people. We get so many texts. Like grassroots movement, you got to see the sound of freedom. Yeah. Yeah, and then the knock on it from uh, the left, from the mainstream media, is that it's like QAnon adjacent or, you know, it's just ridiculous, overstated. In fact, here are some headlines. From uh, Rolling Stone, Sound of Freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. The QAnon-tinged thrill about child trafficking is designed to appeal to the conscience of a conspiracy-addled boomer. How about this from NPR? QAnon supporters are promoting Sound of Freedom. Here's why. Washington Post. Sound of Freedom is a box office hit whose star embraces QAnon. Uh, ABC News. Trump screens Sound of Freedom seeking to rally evangelicals around fear of child trafficking. Uh, another uh, what's, what's, weird, what's weird about the headlines you're hitting me with is child trafficking is a thing. It's a big thing. It's a giant thing. A little more from Rolling Stone. Apart from its relentless messaging, Sound of Freedom is hobbled by a near total absence of procedural logic. Uh, let's see. Salon. It's Uncle Tom's Cabin, but for QAnon. Film spreading, child trafficking, hysteria is making bank, etc., etc. There are a few more. Then this tweet links to this story from NBC News. Good, solid, liberal news. FBI finds 200 sex trafficking victims, 59 missing children in two-week sweep. I remember that. That was from April of this year. Uh, yeah, I remember Na- that. Nationwide Operation also identified or arrested 126 suspects of child sexual exploitation and human trafficking and 68 suspected traffickers. The FBI found 200 sex trafficking victims, more than 125 suspects, during a two-week child exploitation in July, uh, federal officials said. That is a, that is a two-week operation, 200 victims. Whoever coined the term trafficking should have their computers seized and their hard drives gone over. Because I feel like they really went out of their way to soften what is going on here. I know some of the modern terms that we're supposed to use for horrific crimes to take what? The horror out of those crimes? Why? Sexual assault instead of rape. Uh, Child trafficking or human trafficking as opposed to it's slavery. They're rape slaves. Child sex slaves really gets a lot more attention than human trafficking. But that's mostly what it is. He's a human trafficker. He's a child uh, trafficker. No, he enslaves children and allows them to be raped. Why have we cleansed this stuff? It's weird. Anyway. Uh, so once again, thank you, uh, mainstream media, for your fair and balanced reporting. It's unbelievable. Are you following the whole Richard Dawkins thing? I just sent the audio to Hanson. I've been meaning to grab this for a while. We'll probably get to it later. If you ever got into any of the atheists versus believers stuff on YouTube, like Christopher Hitchens, one of my heroes, I didn't agree with him on this, but used to debate people all the time, people who believed in God, and he didn't believe in God. Richard Mm -hmm. Dawkins is like the number one guy in the world for that. So lefties love Richard Dawkins. He wrote The God Delusion, which was a giant hit, and he was on uh, Charlie Rose all the time, and the New York Times loved him and everything like that because he's an atheist, and he would would talk smack to people who believed in God. 
Well, he is a hardcore there are only two sexes guy, and this has flipped everything on its head for that whole right. crowd that is, of course, who has loved him for decades. And we'll play that audio later in the show about that and get into that topic because we got to get to the Trump stuff coming up because it's historic, don't you know? But Richard I, I, Dawkins saying sex is clearly binary, declaring oneself to be otherwise is a distortion of reality. The guy that right. was the hero to the left for all these years because he would say. You know, only nut jobs believe in God. Well, now he's saying only nut jobs believe there's more than two genders. Uh-oh, what do you do with that information? Right. I love it. Absolutely love it. I came across that the other day. I'm glad we're playing it. Hey, a quick word from our friends at HelloFresh. Funny coincidence. Yes? I was going to say I got the perfect way to get into this from the Babylon Bee I just came across. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Husband and wife ask each other what they want for dinner over and over until they starve to death. <laughs> oh that's so good uh, so uh judy is uh, selecting our hello fresh meals for i guess it's next week because you get like 40 different choices every week and we we're texting back and forth about it um and oh man we're gonna get some de- delicious stuff including these spicy shrimp i think it's tacos but uh with hello fresh you simply choose your recipes pick your delivery date and relax falls right around the corner uh, but you can no need to get down to business too fast. HelloFresh is there to help you plan for the busy season ahead with tasty recipes delivered to your door. Yeah, that whole "What do you want to eat? What do you want to eat until you both starve to death?" doesn't have to happen when life gets busy. You don't call for takeout. You get HelloFresh, twenty five percent cheaper than delivery, even less expensive than grocery shopping, and certainly faster. Yeah, and it's it's delicious whipped up meals right in your kitchen it's a fresh made meal but you can get it ready in as little as 15 minutes because the recipes there the pre-portioned ingredients are there it's fabulous you're gonna love it as much as we do uh, but don't worry you can cancel any time if it if you don't but you're gonna like it so try america's number one meal kit today get 50 percent off plus free shipping with the code 50 armstrong 50 armstrong at hellofresh.com slash 50 armstrong uh, jot that down so you remember it and you get it right 50 armstrong at hello fresh.com slash 50 armstrong wide world of news pointed out the front pages of newspapers in the first states for the presidential election iowa new hampshire and south carolina and they did not address the trump indictment hardly at all a couple of bottom of the fold over in the corners none of them front page so how and, interesting. Yeah, well, I don't know. How did it strike you yet another indictment? I mean, it's just a it's just a fact of life. I mean, the first t- time something extraordinary happens, it's extraordinary. The second time, not quite so much. You start getting to the third time, it's like, okay, I guess I'll read about it cuz it's my job, but if it weren't, yeah. I don't know how much I'd pay att- I would have better paying attention to this yesterday. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, uh, my only counter argument would be the uh, the Stormy Daniels hush money thing was unspeakably stupid. I mean, that made a nothing burger look like a 32-ounce porterhouse steak. God, that's why Jack Smith should have a, have a picture of whatever that guy's name was, Bragg, up on a dartboard. He's got to hate that guy. It watered down. Imagine if the first indictment had been the obstruction of justice documents thing. First time mm-hmm. a president's ever been indicted and all the stop the press's news coverage that got. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that would have had a different feel than if it was the stupid, stupid, even lefties think it was dumb, Stormy Daniels crap. 
so you you lead with the uh, with the porn skank thing, uh, which is idiotic. Then the next one is the uh, documents obstruction of justice deal, um, which is pretty buttoned up and pretty uh, damning uh, toward Trump. But it's so goofy. Yeah. I mean, he's a pack rat. He's a souvenir collector, and he didn't want to give this stuff back. If he waved an attack plan on Iran in front of people, it's clearly a violation of the law. But the whole thing in terms of its, like, ultimate significance seems pretty small. It's just goofy. It's It's, dopey. It's almost going to be like the Clinton impeachment was in that people who supported Clinton, who were only kind of paying attention, you can't impeach a guy for having an affair. Well, that's what it wasn't. You know, he perjured himself. He lied under oath. But it seemed like it was about. And I think the reverse is going to be true on this with the you can't boot a guy out. He kept documents. So did all the other people. Right. If you're barely following it. But again, so that one just it's it's odd in a lot of ways. This one is about the peaceful transfer of power which is a miracle historically and globally. The fact that we do this every time is like our greatest gift. And Trump screwed with it. Legitimately, illegitimately. Different people have different opinions. So this one feels like it has historical weight to me. But it's so thin and, and such a stretch, as we'll be discussing, that this ultimately is kind of another ho-hummer. You think it has more historical weight than which account did money go to a porn skank from to get her to keep her mouth shut about having sex with a sweaty old billionaire because she thought she was going to get on TV? I do think it's more significant than that. Yes, I do. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up, friends. Oh, man. We have more legal opinions and that sort of stuff on the way. If you have a thought, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. in franchise history to throw a no-hitter. No-hitters are exciting if, like, to see the end of. Mm-hmm. Are they exciting to watch? I've never watched a no-hitter. Like, I certainly have never been at a no-hitter. Is it exciting? Yeah. Yeah. The more hardcore baseball fan you are, the more exciting it is. Um, once it gets to, like, the sixth inning. Right. Leading up to the sixth inning, it's just a slow game, though, right? No, no, it's a fast-moving game, but not a lot happens on one side. (laughs) If it's like a 1-0 no-hitter, yeah, the first six innings are hard to take, honestly. What do most legal scholars think about the Trump indictment? We can get into that in hour three. I'll tell you, even lefty, or Trump-hating anyway, legal scholars think this is going to be, this is not going to be easy. You got some free speech problems around this, so we can get it's to that. It's a huge stretch, yeah. Did you see that giant X that Elon put on top of the Twitter building in San Francisco over the weekend? Giant lit up X. Yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> to announce these, you know, change the name of Twitter to X, and that's his new branding and all that sort of stuff. And apparently, he had to take it down because it violated some sort of codes or something in Washington, or I mean, in San Francisco. The well, Bab- I don't want to take away your pop culture reference if you're working toward that. 
virtually everybody over the age of 30 reacted the same way. That's straight out of Seinfeld when there's that super bright chicken sign across from Kramer's house. It was his apartment. It's shining in his window all night, making him insane. I guess that's what the Twitter X was doing. Is that why they had to take it down? It was too bright? Part of the reason, I guess, yeah. The Babylon Bee headline was, San Francisco demands Elon Musk remove bright sign as it's disturbing people trying to poop on the street. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. I mean, I saw... I saw clapbacks against Elon Elon Musk, who's had to take his sign down. As it turns out, it's illegal. Like, oh, yes, we showed him. He, look how much attention. He knew what he was doing. He knew he was going to have to take it down. You talked about it. Now everybody knows his brain. How do you not get what Elon is doing? There really needs to be a stupid test before people are allowed to post anything online. So I was listening to a radio show the other day, or a radio station that I regularly listen to with the kids, and uh, the host said some stuff. It was not kid appropriate, and I thought, oh, crap. I don't want my kids to hear that. Uh, I don't. I can't listen to the station anymore with the kids. Dang it. Are we that kind of show or not? Uh, sometimes. I don't want to make people say, oh, crap, I thought I could listen. Well, let me give you a heads up. This is not something the kids can hear. Okay? Fair enough. If you're listening right now. Did you see the lawsuit against singer Lizzo? Oh, just the headline that the staff, uh, our, our, our good folks, sent around yesterday. Again, this is not for the kids. This is the oh, headline. Oh, boy. I'm not sure it's for the adults. <laughs> you know, I said this to someone yesterday, and they told me, I don't think you realize how off-putting that is. You shouldn't have said that. Do you think I shouldn't this, say This it? thing? Yeah. Can you tap dance around it as you so skillfully have through the years? This sort of thing. I don't know. It really it really lands with a punch if you just read it as written. <laughs> all right. Brace yourselves, friends. Hey, you know what? Yeah, we're all adults. We can take it. If you're a kid, stop listening. Uncle Jack and Uncle Joe are, are bad people. You shouldn't listen. Lizzo forced dancers to eat bananas from sex workers' vaginas during Amsterdam trip in a bombshell lawsuit filed yesterday. So if you work for Lizzo, that's part of the job description, apparently. As a lover of liberty, I would suggest that any forced banana eating is a violation of human rights. Um, This is particularly uh, troublesome. Yeah. I would merely think my daily potassium intake is taken care of. (laughs) So, yeah, the stunning nature of how Lizzo and her management team treated their performers seems to go against everything Lizzo stands for publicly, the New York Post wrote. While privately she weight shames her dancers and demeans them in ways that are absolutely demoralizing, the plaintiff's attorney said in a statement yesterday. Weight shames her dancers. If you've ever seen Lizzo, she's been on Saturday Night Live, I don't know how many times. Her dancers are as big as she is. In what way was she was she weight shaming from not being big enough? Or was I she saying it. you're getting a little chunky? I mean, she couldn't be saying yeah. that. I saw such a funny Lizzo-related meme the other day. It was one of those memes where a lady's got a happy face and then an enraged face. And the happy face was telling your sweetheart that Lizzo is so brave and is empowering women for being proud of her body. Then the enraged face is telling your sweetheart she looks like Lizzo. (laughs) That's pretty good. It's a funny contrast, isn't it? (laughs) That's pretty good. They must have. They it must have been pretty awful working for because I gotta believe these workers who are you know are, are are very large girls and get to be dancers with one of the biggest acts musical acts in the world. 
would have to be treated pretty poorly before they'd want to file a lawsuit and get in all kinds of trouble like this. But Well, unless they're an ex-employee and they're looking to score, that's possible, too. It's a number of them getting together. But, mm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like an odd, I don't know if it's a, um, uh, how awful the work environment is. Certainly an odd work environment. Yeah, they've gotten together to file a, see how you like this, ass action suit. What? No. <laughs> They're big, booty-shaking, twerking hip-hop dancers. They no. Are. We got a text from somebody who's had the same experience we've been talking about a lot over the last couple of days, where their 14-year-old boy has turned out to be way more conservative on social issues than they realized, and they didn't get it from dad. And how it's just somehow, well, actually, the 14-year-old boy says it's just common sense. Yeah, a lot of it is. We can I talk, think it's instinct. Yep, we can talk more about that later. Love that Richard Dawkins stuff we're going to play. Stay tuned for that next hour. And is Trump in trouble? Well, he probably is, but not over this indictment, likely. If you haven't heard about that, hour three. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.